Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. episode i'm chatting with jay bones from the legendary south african ska punk band fuzzy gish it doesn't matter if you've been a fan of the band for the last 25 years or you're a new fan you're going to love this episode so without further ado let's get on with the show
Jay Bones, you're very welcome to concerts that made us. <laughs> it's great to be here. It's brilliant. It's brilliant to have you. I'm delighted to have the legendary Fuzzy Gish on the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm legendary. Um, I think uh, in South Africa, <laughs> and, and hopefully, and, and hopefully, spreading around. You know, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's uh, That never seems to stop being the goal of a band, no matter how well-known they are. They always want to spread further, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you're hoping, I mean, that people talk and, and you know, the word of mouth gets out there and, and just, and, and slowly we find out that people that listen to us a lot, you know, in South Africa, then moved on to other parts of the world and, and spread, the, spread the word or, or the music. That sounds, I have to say now, that sounds a little bit like, you know, you're uh, you're training some sort of private army. Here, listen to our music and disperse <laughs> around the world. <laughs> Spread it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's just like, you know, uh, the, as we'd call it, the, the, the skankers union or, you know, going out there and, and spreading the word. And I mean, word of mouth is the best. You know, I'm very kind of uh, suspicious of anything that's kind of, you know, uh, kind of advertised or, or marketed so yeah that's that's the way we we just in the music there's subliminal messages that go out to everybody yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant brilliant so we opened the show with your song this is what i know it's off your your latest release would you like to tell us a bit about it sure sure thing uh so it's one of my favorite songs on the new album Basically, I'm not sure. It's a, it's a little bit different for us, but I liked it just because of that. And it's it's got like a kind of a more of a, a hardcore feel in the beginning, and then and it kind of goes off into this uh, very melodic, the, the melodic kind of build and bridge. I don't know something about it that that I like the fact that um, because we we've known as a kind of more ska punk band, it's 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 a bit different in that sense, and the way that the the guitar and the 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 trombone big willy on the trombone kind of build uh, the tension it's uh, i really like that and you know the more i think i know the less i know but this <laughs> <laughs> is the real truth but i think it's really about lyrically like um kind of the balance of you know your yin and your yang or your your, your light and light and shade so to speak and how uh they kind of work together and a lot of the album, I think, is is about that kind of stuff, about balance. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great track. It's I'd have to agree. It's one of my favorites off the track as well. It really is a a good one. It's your first album since I know you re- released a live album in twenty twenty, but it's your first studio album since Crazy Friends in two thousand and thirteen. <laughs> why yeah. was the Why was the time right now? Why did you release it now? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm trying to think about that now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, we released a lot of albums uh, early, like there were 2000s, a whole bunch of albums through early 2000s. And then after Crazy Friends, we were intended to to carry on recording. But, you know, you we had five albums and, and when we were playing shows, like, we, you know, it was the set list was was pretty full, and and you know there was no urgency to basically record, so it was it was always a case of yeah we're going to record you know like we, we'll do another album uh, next year you know and this kind of carried on for a while, and then um, uh, Rockwell bass player 
uh, he got chatting to uh, Warren, and they seemed to uh, kind of connect. And and suddenly there was this uh, Warren was you know he had this the label Mongrel, and they were chatting. And suddenly there was a hey we can do an album with them. And there was that kind of oh this is this is great. This is like a this is almost like a direction. You know like yeah oh, this is a reason. This is a good this. And then uh, the whole COVID. Uh, uh, pandemic uh, came down on us and it was like this is perfect timing because now you know instead of playing live we can focus on, on recording <laughs> putting out an album so it was really great it was it was perfect timing from that point of view and and it was kind of like we needed to put out something yeah because it had been you know like 2013 so it was like okay this is time to do <laughs> to do to do it yeah I think we I mean to be honest, I mean, it was just ama- amazing putting out the first album. I remember it was like, wow, you know, this is like to think of putting out uh, the sixth album. Wow, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, put out a sixth album. This is going to be great. This, let's do this, and 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 we've got a, a time to do it now. Yeah, and to see where we were exactly how you know what what there was a bit of a unknown. Like, what what are we going to come up with? hopefully it resembles something of you know but it did and it, and it does but it also feels like um we we kind of progressed a bit with it yeah yeah definitely definitely and what what was the the whole recording process i know you mentioned you had plenty of time so there was obviously no urgency or panic yeah. to uh to rush into it what was the the recording process like for it you know it, Usually, it would it would have been a case of kind of at least for the first four albums, you know, I'd kind of come up with ideas and then kind of take it to the band, and you like thrash them out in the band room, and you, you know, kind of it's quite grueling, and <laughs> like you have patience is required, and you're all in there busy trying to at the same state, you know, like and that was kind of I guess more like the traditional kind of way of writing uh, the songs. So uh, with this now, it was. Be, we couldn't really, you know, we could uh, obviously Zoom or, or Skype or whatever, but we couldn't hang out in a band room together in, initially. And and for me, that was like, luckily I had a, a set up a studio, a home studio that I can work with that had uh, all the necessary tools to be able to put the demos together in my own space and time and send them off to everybody. And, and you know, they were give me honest feedback because <laughs> luckily we've we've been together long enough so that we can do that <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah you know and um it was great for me because I, I i could just write go go for it you know and and not have those kind of in the band room busy like uh, can you do this can you try this and so it was like a very kind of i mean from that point of view it was great and i'd send out the stuff and then um wrote like about 20 tracks and 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 everybody kind of gave their opinions and stuff and said, no, this is this this track that you said, no, this is for your solo album. But generally it was it was like I think everybody else I was like very nervous about doing it like this. I was like, I want everybody to feel like they're they're, they're don't want anybody to feel like, oh man, I, I wish I could I want to put some stuff or ideas down and I'm not getting heard, but but everybody was like, "Oh no, this is great! Like you go for it." <laughs> <laughs> so, so so I would put down like say like trombone on like a key on the keys, but obviously I can't play trombone and and I don't have, know all the, what you can exactly all the different techniques you can use. And I'd give that to Big Willie, our trombonist, and he would like come back with this kind of the main kind of theme, 
but he'd have added a whole bunch of other elements and idea, you know, just made it much richer. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was great to send out the stuff and then to get stuff back with everybody like putting their expertise into it. Yeah, um, actually. And, yeah. And yeah, it was really it was really cool. And and I would me and uh, Willie would would hang out a lot and go through that many sessions on Zoom, busy kind of going through this stuff and then saying, hey, this is what we're thinking. And then the other guys would come back and, and it worked out really well for us. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's every, every band would enjoy it, but it was, it was, um, it was a great way for us to write. So we got, when we got to the, the, the songs and the, then we had a guy, uh, Matthew Fink, he was, came in to, to record it to, from, um, and produce, and he was like the producer. And he came in early as well and listened to the demos and got an idea of what we were, where we were heading, you know. So from that, it was really cool, like, uh, to have, because we'd normally go to a studio and they'd, like, you know, they'd be, like, uh, not really, I mean, they just want to record great songs, but they not haven't been invested before, almost in pre-production. Mm. Uh, so, this, so this is... Uh, he was there uh, listening to the stuff and getting some ideas. And, and uh, when everybody was happy and we thought we had the 12 songs that we wanted, then we, then we, just, then we went to the studio. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And I've, uh, I've an interesting one for you now. How early in the process can you see if a song or tell if a song is going to be a hit? Are you kind of like when you're writing it, you're like, Oh yeah, this, this has something out. People are going to love this or, are you more so kind of oblivious to it and you just wait until it's released? For myself, I, I normally find uh, that like, as like the kind of the uh, kind of primary songwriter, I, I won't know. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll think, I'll think, I'll think it's cool and I'll put it <laughs> and then, you know, some, or I'll think it's not a throwaway. And then um, usually what'll happen is, is the other guys will say, no, no, that's, that's cool. Or no, that's, uh, you know, they'll kind of in a in a roundabout way kind of say, nah, not really. But because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you know they, they kind of like all oh, I, I like I like them all. You know, I've got an idea. Uh, I think this is a really cool idea. Put it down, and and it's kind of strange like that because sometimes I'll think something is really not okay. You know, it's like ah, oh, they've got this thing and this, and they'll be no, that's that's a cool one. We, we need to go with that, and and that happened a few times. So so I'm kind of oblivious. A little bit oblivious to it. Um, you just throwing out ideas and and things that you think of. You yeah, know, you like come in like there. I suddenly have this idea because I usually find it, it it works. Like uh, I'll be like, oh, really? Been thinking about groovy hard rock riffs and how like you could put like a horn line on top of that, you know? And how how would you do that? And trying to figure that out. And, and sometimes I don't tell people where where the inspiration could be coming from because it might scare them (laughs) 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 yeah yeah. i've been thinking about like a lot of i've been listening to a lot of disco lately you know like and they're like looking at me like oh my gosh where are we going with this don't worry guys we're not going to turn we're not going to turn to this (laughs) (laughs) glad to hear that'd be uh yeah yeah yeah. interesting yeah exactly yeah, so that's why I generally keep those things to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it might but, be for the best. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of the time, if you you know, if you're really with punk rock or whatever any genre, say you're if you're really invested in it and you've been in it a lot of time, you start you can't really see, so you have to go out of it and then bring those kind of influences back into it. Mm. I think, and and that and that really helps you kind of 
motivate yourself or or to find some new kind of life or or different angles yeah yeah i getcha i getcha and one thing i've been dying to ask you is normally with bands their first album would be self-titled but you guys waited until (laughs) you know 25 years later to release a (laughs) self-titled album what's the what's the story with that (laughs) well it was like I think there was a title going around and, and nobody could agree on it, that specific title. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I thought, I thought to myself, I was thinking, like listening to it, and I thought that this album, it felt like it was very, uh, it had all the elements that we've had through the 25 years, like, uh, but yet it also sounded new and it was kind of like, almost like a combination of all these things coming together and not, but not sounding like anybody else. So it felt like I, I threw it out there and um, it just felt like the right thing to do. Uh, yeah, it, it was, um, and basically, yeah, I just felt like this is, this is the, after, after 25 years, this is, this is the fuzzy gish sound, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also for the lack of just saying, Hey, you know, like we, we, we had a name and, and it, it was a, it was a, we couldn't figure, we couldn't all agree on it. So we're just going to go with this one. Or we're going to like, you know, fuzzy gish six or fuzzy gish seven. Like, you know, yeah. 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 I can see why bands do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I wonder if that's what happened with the Beatles white album, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you probably find there's a lot of, or like yeah. uh, the Metallica, like the black, the black album, whatever. Hey, yeah. I mean, no name is it black. I don't know what it is. But it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think that it kind of was a put it this way: it was a name or or not a name that we could all agree on. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we'll we'll dive into your your history now for a while. To, uh, to give the cool, listeners cool. A, a sense of where you came from. Can you remember your very first musical memory? Oh, sure. Probably, uh, I got two really kind of, yeah, I got, yeah, talking about the first, like, if it was um, a show or something that I went to see, I, I remember as a kid, like really uh, young, being by 10 or eight or something like this, uh, going to, to watch David Essex, who came to South Africa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mom or my father really liked him. And at, at that stage, I think it was also a case of like, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you any of his tunes right now. I just remember there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a mirror ball. I'm going to go back to disco. No, don't worry about the disco thing. And uh, <laughs> there was a mirror ball. And I remember the whole event and just the, you know, what it was like to, to be at a concert and stuff but mm. as far as like my first like real kind of like wow wow moments like with music i was i started doing guitar lessons um when i was about 14 or 13 or 14 i think and in the beginning it was pretty pretty cool you know i had this uh guitar teacher who, who showed me like a lot of folky stuff with chords and you could play it and it was fun at the point but i you know i wanted something else and then he got another guy called charles to come and teach as well and charles was like a metalhead and i thought wow <laughs> you know this guy 
<laughs> so I was just, I was just thought Charles, it was like basically the best. Um, and he, you know, he convinced me to get an electric guitar and he played in a band, a local thrash metal band called Odyssey. Oh. Um, I was about 16 at the time and, um, they were playing on a weeknight at this club called Alcatraz, which is like already, I didn't know really much about it, but it was supposedly that, you know, really kind of, I would just say, heavy crowd that hang out at Alcatraz and it's like you know, not really where everybody would hang out <laughs> but I convinced my mom to let my brother my older brother take me there All right, uh, right. To, to, to go watch Charles my guitar teacher uh, in, in the band Odyssey and I just remember going down these stairs into this like basement and, and then there was you know this this metal band thrash metal band going for it and, and uh, people diving everywhere and jumping around <laughs> And uh, I was like, wow, you know, that was, I clearly remember that it was very kind of went home and started, you know, trying to <laughs> get all this move together. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Charles. Thanks, Charles. It was, it was good. Um, and uh, so that would be like a, a really, I guess, uh, early, early, early memory. Yeah. Yeah. And would you, would you point to that memory then and say that's what made you want to be a musician? No, I don't know if that was it. And I don't even know what made me want to be a musician. I, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, it's, I think there was um, always music around the house, uh, older brother, older sister, and father, who also was had a huge vinyl collection. It's, I mean, I, I can credit them for some good taste and for some bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> but at least, you know, it was always around. And I, I, I think it was like later in, in school, like uh, in high school, on the side, I just wasn't, um, uh, I was into sports and stuff. But by that stage, when I got to about 16 or so, I just, you know, I heard, I heard uh, bands that are like uh, the pixies or something and i just responded to that and and, and and was like oh no this is a different this is a different way to go and i don't know the necessarily like i think it was it was something to do with just finding another a different thing another way you know like besides being on the sports or whatever i got, it's really hard to say what what actually yeah, convinced me to pursue music <laughs> but i did <laughs> and once once i got into it i just yeah that's yeah. the that's the main thing anyway that that you did you know and thankfully yeah. you've kept at it yeah but um what steps once you decided then what steps did you take to to putting the band together was it easy to find like-minded people no nah, it was pretty tricky actually you know i just um I had a friend who was always talking about getting drums. And so I had to convince him to buy a drum drum set. I finally convinced him. And then, you know, it was like that typical case of go around with, uh, I got the guitar and uh, and you got the drums. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You do this and I'll do this, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> drive, drive everybody else around you insane. Uh, you think it's great. Um yeah, it was hard to find those people, I guess. The, but I remember having, yeah, endless jams with people on, and just whoever would show up would show up, you know, and, and play. And eventually uh, starting to figure out, okay. And then eventually getting like a kind of four guys together that didn't really matter 
what they were into they played instruments and that you know the <laughs> guitars and uh, <laughs> bass and a drummer and then playing at, at, at a friend's party you know and doing whatever you can to to play and then half the party kind of being yeah this is cool and the other half of the party go the hating it you know <laughs> <laughs> putting yourself out there because you know you really like you, you put yourself out there into these kind of uh you know obviously you get up on stage and, and you make a big noise so it's like <laughs> uh, yeah that was like so yeah it was a lot, a lot of fumbling around early on but like kind of started to see the i think when i really when i heard when i started to realize uh like got into punk and introduced to punk and started to see a whole diy uh kind of ethic it started really to make sense to me and the fact that that something that was really like these rock stars on posters suddenly it was something that was very attainable and like right there and you could do it yourself and that, that was a i think that was probably a real breakthrough like uh, just getting into punk rock yeah yeah i uh i hear that a lot yeah and, and i think it can and whether whether you playing like specifically punk style music or whether it's just the idea of punk and the fact that you can do stuff yourself because i yeah that's more it's more the mindset because i've had like djs that have come up and said ah oh, you influenced me and i'm from a small you know small town and but it was more about what fuzzy gish how we were doing things in our diy way that was an influence i think that's very important you know as well as being you know in a band a successful band but you know inspiring other people like that and showing them that it's easy to to mm -hmm. make music you know i think that's more important than yeah. anything else really it's very rewarding when people like tell you that kind of thing you know it's like wow i mean it's there's a whole side of it because that's that's yeah i didn't realize you know the that power that you could like actually you know influence people on that and that on that in that way and and uh, have such a positive influence which is great i mean i've had like a, a guy that was on the like uh not a pro the pro circuit like the i guess it's the semi-pro golf circuit or something that was like oh i listen to you know your one song upper hand every time i'm about to play a, a round of golf and i was like <laughs> i never expected that you know yeah. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it amps him up and it's so like, you never know where your music lands up and 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 how it can so yeah, that was that's been an amazing thing, yeah, and to see and to hear. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I know you've addressed it multiple times over the years, and the story is that nobody can remember. But is there anything you can <laughs> give me about where the name came from? <laughs> it was one of those. It was, it was a little bit like the album title, no, but it's a bit different than the album title in a way that it was a a weekly thing of. What did what was the name of the band last week? I can't remember the, what did we call it. Okay, and then the one week came back and said, "What did we call the band last week?" It was like, "Oh, Fuzzy Gish." Hey, we remembered that name. You know, like this is this is uh, uh. this something here. You know, and uh, so so we originally spelt it like you would say it. You know, like properly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you say, but so then we went and recorded, and the for some reason. The guy that was recording us just it put it if you said i you yeah, decided you know, to pump it up a bit yeah yeah and we just went with it you know it's not cool you know and i've had people come up and go you know that's not how you say the name if you were <laughs> spelling it but uh <laughs> whatever but so they're really when it comes to the name uh 
yeah, it it was really a name that we just managed to remember and and we thought, I right, call this. We can we'll we'll give it meaning. We'll give it some meaning. You know. We'll yeah. It out. Yeah. But yeah. That, it was basically a memorable name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely one of the the more unique names anyway <laughs> and some, and some, yeah it's uh some, i remember one guy saying uh, uh you guys are just uh fans of fugazi aren't you you know <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was like well maybe but maybe not i don't know okay <laughs> so this actually yeah it's it is yeah it is uh just uh it was just a uh, yeah one of those one of those things that we could remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, after you guys released your your first EP, you ended up being added to the main stage of a festival. That must have been the point where you felt <laughs> like uh, all your hard work was paying off. No, that was the point where we were like, oh shit, what have we done? What have we done now? <laughs> what are we doing? I'm going to go into this big stage. I've never been into this giant stage. Uh, we're playing after a band that's established and nobody knows us. Oh my God, they buy it to their drum kit and we're going to go on. Okay. Like, uh, how are we going to do this? You know? So it was, a, it was um, amazing to be offered. The, the, the opportunity was amazing. But, we, you know, the moment before it was like nerve wracking and scary. But it definitely was like, yeah, it was like, a, a, like oh, you're doing something good, you know? Mm. So, uh, or you're doing something, maybe you know, maybe you're going in the right direction, or or or. But it was, it's yeah, it's it's great to get that uh, to get that offer. Yeah, it was it was it was, it was exciting, and then it turned into uh, fear. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, like when you're a band that's like been playing um, your buddies' parties and small kind of little places that weren't supposed to be stages but now just happen to have become a stage you know um you used to play right next to each other and you can sit you know you, and now you get on the stage suddenly you know your bass friend is like down there somewhere <laughs> he's got his whole old monitor <laughs> the drummer is like way back you know you just don't know how to pull that space up you just it's just so alien and frightening um and then they they tell you there's a there's a monitor engineer on the left, and you go like, first of all, there's monitors, and there's an engineer for those <laughs> monitors. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was a, a it was definitely a, a steep learning curve, but uh, it was um, it was uh, it was also I think after that um, we kind of half the band kind of moved along and then and, and then two other members joined and that, that was almost like uh gave us uh direction and, and and we knew what we wanted to do yeah if that kind of scared you a bit then after the release of southern ska stomper and you guys decided to tour europe that must have really scared <laughs> scared the crap out of you did it i, I think we would too naive and uh, to to be scared. We thought, oh, this is amazing. Let's just go. <laughs> Unaware that what a seven week tour could do to a band that is used to playing on the weekends together. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's uh, it was, yeah, it was a scary. It was. I think we went there unaware, and we came back with some life lessons. Yeah. Yeah. I think first of all, I mean, the seven weeks was. I didn't like. We didn't really think about it at the time, but it was crazy to do that. Really. Uh, yeah. It was way too long. 
<laughs> and you know <laughs> the whole thing was crazy but it was uh it was another one of those i mean a lot of stories uh we had a a lot of the, there was there was a you know there was supposedly a gig every night but it didn't really pan out that way and some of the places we went to uh were very hospitable and they, they expected us and other places were like you're gonna play yet when who how oh, like, no, no, we've got this <laughs> so it was really like yeah, of baptism of my you know, It was it was it was tough and, and um I think it was the highest moment and the lowest moment, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. after, after, after that we also had a uh, had a little bit of a lineup change. Big events. But um I can uh, luckily the lineup hasn't changed for ages now. It's been a long time. But uh then it was it was we took too much too much stuff with us you know we just were like never really toured uh, like that before mm, yeah yeah and how did you find the european audience compared to the south african audiences uh yeah the audiences were were great i mean they they, they bought a lot of merch more merch than we were used to you know uh-huh. uh which is which is great i mean maybe that's just if you're coming through and you're you know the difference between playing at your own in your own kind of uh, city uh, constantly, or as opposed to coming through once a year. You know, I guess that's that's what happens. And uh, but generally, the the audiences were were very were cool and receptive. And you know, you meet a lot of. And what's cool about being, I always thought it was playing in a band, playing music, or anything like this is, is you get to tour, go somewhere, and be a tourist in a way that you enjoy. You know, to see the things that you enjoy. You know, from a, from a, from that thing, and then and then also just to get into some really bizarre and meet some bizarre people that you would never really meet. Like, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we. I remember, like, we landed at, uh, just yeah, like, just the logistics of the whole thing was, but. But we're old enough to know that we went there before Google Maps was around. So <laughs> <laughs> the whole every every town you went to it was like get to the town center, get to the train station, and then figure it out from there. That was like our kind of how we would because everything seemed to revolve around the train station. All the, all the, whereas in Joburg or Johannesburg, I mean, we're always the the, the city is like the place you don't want to go. You know, everybody's outside, like far away. <laughs> Right. So it was like it's it's just the way it's just the way things developed here, and it's like it was um it was it was cool, and it was it was looking at it, it was it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, also like big girls would have been proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, and you guys also toured Australia as well. Yeah, that was that was that was great. That was first of all, we got uh, friends of Rom who are, who are really a big band. Uh, in Australia, especially, especially, they were like um, really. They came over to South Africa, we, and we kind of went on tour with them, and you know, showed them a good time and stuff. And then they invited us over to to Australia, and we, you know, we were hoping for the best, and it was it was better than we expected. It was like we got you know, accommodation, like great accommodation, awesome shows, so had great shows and sold merch, and and made a lot of. Um, yeah, like fans and, and met a lot of cool people. So that was like that was kind of like almost like a the different experience, you know, 
but 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 then I think we had uh, like I mean uh, we had learned a bit from the first tour, and so we were we were ready for it, and and that was yeah that was really cool. Uh, I mean, um, we went up the the what's it the East Coast uh, from Sydney all the way up to Cairns, and they took their own uh, sound system with them, so. Uh, with the, uh, and those, I mean, you learn so much from playing with, with uh, like touring and and just from playing with other bands. You know, it's like especially like good bands. It's you know, like I remember watching them every night, just like you know, like never bored. Like just watching. Wow, this is this is great. You know, to when you're watching a band play really well that knows what they're about. You just it's 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 such a such a joy to watch it's so cool to watch it you know? yeah um so with um with all those tours it was definitely like great uh for us as a band just to to learn yeah school yeah. of life <laughs> yeah. definitely definitely and one thing about australia though is maybe i'm wrong now but i'd imagine that the crowds the audience are very similar to south africa you know the very laid back kind of good weather, you know. Maybe I think so. They, I mean, yeah, they were potentially. Uh, I think they could be a bit like South African crowds. Um, they're maybe a little bit like. Uh, I mean, we swore a lot before we went, so we came back. We were swearing even more. You know? It was like it <laughs> took the level up there. <laughs> and uh, from that point of view, maybe that was just hanging out with friends on Rama. I remember and. Uh, I mean, our, they were like, they they were always taking the piss out of us. Maybe they were, uh, maybe in that sense, more like more like you guys over there or something. I, um, <laughs> but so kind of a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, us little innocent South Africans were like, oh, kind of. But we no, we quickly caught on. But they were always taking the piss and having a good having a good laugh. But the the you know, they only take the piss out of us is because they actually enjoyed hanging out with us otherwise you know we saw in other words it wouldn't be really much chatting you know so we kind of realized that that was a lot of the fun <laughs> yeah yeah it's a bit like that over here the more we like someone the more we'll take the piss out of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if you get if you, if you get and some people you know might get like don't realize that they could get really like you know like offended. no i'm taking the piss out of you because it's actually i can't say i like you come on man <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah, they, they were they were they were very funny like that they were like and and, and they were also like uh you know like there were three vegans and a vegetarian in the band and, and we were kind of like you know we knew about maybe you know one vegan we'd met once, you know, and they were vegetarians. <laughs> so like suddenly, like you know, into it, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was great. It was good fun. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. Now, <laughs> in your career as well, you, uh, while taking a break, you decided to, you know, verge into a different side of the music industry, and you decided to form a booking agency called Punk Safari and try, be, try bring bands to South Africa. What was the idea behind yeah. that? It, like, it kind of like if we can, if we've got more chance of bringing bands we like over here to play with us than to try to get onto their bill over there. So, and we thought like, you know, and, and it was like, there were, like, there wasn't any like, yeah, it wasn't like a, 
hugely strategic or something like that, but it was a case of these are the bands we'd like to see here. We don't really see those kind of bands here. Uh, let's let's see if we can we can do it. Maybe we can um, maybe we can sell it somehow. You know, come on Safari, <laughs> so try and try and sell it. Um, so went over to uh, Berlin, yeah, and, and met met a man, uh, Destiny tour booking a man by the name of David Pollack, and and chatted to him, and and he was basically, I mean, he does a lot of uh, the 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 fat wreck. Uh, bands and, and those kind of bands from the, the states coming through and, and a whole lot of local bands at that stage and um managed to convince him and luckily he you know we hanged i remember we went to watch uh satanic surfers and, and we're hanging out and stuff and you know it's you know it's like in the music world it's kind of like you you can only you got to take a chance so and he was like you learn he said ah this guy maybe i can Maybe I can send a band to South Africa. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily he he kind of he decided to do that. Um, so that was it was so finally we you know we could bring the bands down here that we liked uh, for ourselves and just for our people that liked us. You know, it was it was going to be a, a great thing because it it would just be an introduction and and into into those kind of circles and, and all the, and, and also just to see the level, how they operate, how they do things. So, so we sent down a lag wagon and it was like, wow, you know, this is this, it's like, it, it was, it was a lot of work. I'd imagine. <laughs> and, and, and uh, yeah. And, and a lot of risk involved because yeah. uh, obviously there's things happen and, you know, uh, but, um, it it worked out, and uh, it made some great friends through that. Yeah, and and, yeah. and also we raised we we like once again it helped us to be a better band, you know, just to see like the level. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. With all yeah. the with all the hard work involved, once it was over, were you kind of like, oh God, let's never do that again, and just sticking to being a performer? Or <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit like that after the fourth band. <laughs> so we did, and I enjoyed them all, and I loved them all, but they were stressful, and there were like a lot of work and logistics, and and you suddenly on the other side of it. Yeah, and I was like, I just want to create. I just want to create and play. I, I'm tired of looking after. I want to be on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> it was like because because oh yeah, you know, you got some. Your energy is just going into promoting or, or supporting something else, and and at that stage, it got to a stage where I was like, I know, uh, I just want to, you know, I want to just focus on on creating again, um, yeah. and with all of us, yeah, and so, and I think uh, so. At the end of it all, yeah, it was like. We sometimes joked around about me, hey, we'll bring over another band, but it's never <laughs> it's never really gonna and to be honest, there's guys here that are that are since that time, there's guys here that are you know, the scene has grown a lot, like the there's the bands that are coming over from um like, you know, from every level, you know, it wasn't just like Bon Jovi and whatever. Like it's now all the bands right down, you know, through the through like up and coming bands, interesting new bands, the or like it's much more like so and there's guys that are doing a much better you know who have really like that's their thing now that's their, their so it was kind of like we did our thing and and uh, there was enough of that <laughs> 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 we'll let somebody else do it and and also we'll 
we'll hopefully get to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> so, yeah, because yeah, because there was a stage, I think, when South Africa like started uh, opened up again, and there was there was because uh, you got to remember at a certain stage it was uh, it was all. Uh, what is it? A band, you know, not banned specifically, but there was uh, I'm trying to think of what they call it, the sanctions, and and so we didn't really see. I mean, the, the fact that David Essex came to South Africa was, <laughs> was like a, a rarity. You know, it was like there was yeah. a few, there was a few that that didn't adhere to whatever was kind of the the policies and stuff. But so when when South Africa base became a democracy and opened up, uh, there was a a flood of bands but there was all these really mega bands you know like just really you know rolling stones and like you're really the big bands and there wasn't yeah. any interest like you know like uh, anything in between so so now it's changed but yeah it was a little bit like we need to get some of those bands that we like over <laughs> i get you i get you <laughs> And not that I don't like the Rolling Stones. I love the Stones, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as a concert goer yourself, what concerts would you say have made you as a musician? Ooh. And, uh, ha, ha, the concerts <laughs> um, that made us. Um, tricky, it's, a tricky, it's a tricky one to say. I think... Um, I remember going to watch uh, Johnny Clegg uh, with my brother. He was um, a big uh, local artist who combined like, uh, yeah, like pop, like kind of Western pop, I guess, with uh, Zulu uh, traditional music. And kind of, uh, that was really, and my brother was is older than me. So yeah, I went with he, to his, his university and, and he was playing there. And I remember watching that and the power of it all. And realizing the the what was cool, you know, when you when you see an artist that's uh, like it's home, you know, it's your place. It's it's trying to because a lot of the time South Africa emulating uh, UK or the, emulating the states or something like this, mm-hmm. but to actually have context of your own, you know, and bringing that in that was very important and a very important part of the fuzzy gish is to realize, you know, it's not. No use imitating or like we have to have local uh it has to be local like has to have reference or, or relevance to our situation here you know yeah yeah true. And that'll make it in- and that'll make it interesting to people overseas as well we you know we, we wouldn't we didn't see that i think we were just a bit kind of brought up through apartheid it was like you're just embarrassed about apartheid so you didn't want to do anything to do with south africa but then when things opened up and changed now hey we can be proud we can be you know we can show the world Things. yeah yeah I so that was really that was very important um to see that and another one that i, I remember really well was this guy called ernest wranglin who came over and he played at this jazz club called the baseline it was a very small little jazz club but he was this amazing jazz guitarist but he played like scar jazz or what uh-huh. you call it i guess and if anybody's out there go look for ernest wranglin and it's below the baseline is one of my favorite albums. And just to, when you, you know, when you, you lack it upon something that you're not expecting and you just like blown away and you take it and think about it, and it's been with me ever since. <laughs> it's a big inspiration of my guitar style and everything. Um, so yeah, the, that was, that was, a, that was a great one. And uh, I mean, there's, there's, other, there's been a few others I'm trying to think now, you know, 
Uh, but yeah, those, I'll go with those two for now. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Very, very interesting answers, actually, especially I've never heard of the genre ska jazz. I'll, I'll definitely have to yeah, look that up myself. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I can't speak uh, highly enough of that. If there's one thing you get from, if there's one artist to go check out, yeah, go check out Ernest Franklin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on the other side of it then, as performers, what, uh, what concerts do you think have made you? What were some of the best, uh, best experiences you've had throughout your career? <laughs> yeah the best ones also the like that first one that we spoke of earlier that was definitely a uh, uh, terrifyingly great uh, <laughs> and, and another one that was really good was um i remember another big it was this big stage as well it was like this one violent violent films came to play oh. and we got you know invited to open up and it was in a huge place it wasn't like it was the dome it was massive and i remember my my guitar my, my my guitar lead like it was like stretched tight you know like pulled tight into the amp like it was so i was like i couldn't move because if i moved forward it would come out you know <laughs> the stage was I, did, I basically i didn't i didn't pack the lead that was big enough for the stage you know it was like <laughs> so, i always laugh about that because it's like also the, a lot of people that were there that you know like years later like oh i saw you at that and uh you know, you know, it was just really a big show, I guess. Um, but generally, the like the best, the best, best shows are those tight shows, the small, smaller spots that are just crammed, and and the, I call them like a sweaty mess, but it's really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love those kinds of shows, and there's, there's we've had, a, I mean, obviously, uh, there's a lot of those kind of shows, um, and the, played a lot of festivals in the side of the world. But yeah, there's 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 too many to actually to say. I can just I'm just thinking of all these different incidents because the, the craziest things happen in these when when music grips people and they just go in that they do the, the craziest things. I remember being down in Port Elizabeth, which is uh, like a long time ago now because it was still called Port Elizabeth. And and this guy got on stage and he was going to stage dive, but he didn't do it like forward he did it backwards and with his pants down which is i've never seen a backwards pants down stage down before no. like, it stuck with me forever i was like well i'm not gonna see that again <laughs> thank god no it was like, I was like so those kind of moments are like yeah those are like uh, funny yeah. because people get into yeah they just do crazy things and and a lot of the time i find like we feed off you know like the energy of of uh this is really like I'd say symbiotic. That's right. It's like just this energy that we put in that energy. People are giving energy back, and it just goes around and around and around. Um, and it's amazing that that's where it goes, where it gets to. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what I what I always find interesting is that you know people that aren't in bands or aren't touring musicians would assume that all musicians love playing the massive stages with the big festivals, the big arenas, you know, but I find 99% of musicians actually prefer the smaller clubs up close and personal with the crowd. And as you said, the sweaty mess. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think there's like a prestige or like a, yeah, like a glamour or something about playing a big stage and it's, it's, it's fine, but yeah, to really get to, 
yeah, it's the intimacy of it all. And just like, it's almost like that's where it comes from. That's like the, that's the, the source. Yeah. 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 Of it all. Yeah. No, I think so. And, and the most memorable, some of the most memorable shows have been watching them or playing them have been in smaller venues. Yeah. 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 I getcha. And not to get too negative now, but I always ask this one. It goes with the good. So we have to have the bad. <laughs> what would be some of the, the worst experiences you've, you've had and how did you overcome them? <laughs> I remember like setting up for a show uh, and it was uh, also a, a, a horse bedding tab. And, and then, and we were setting up and we we're doing soundcheck and the guy was like, the, one of the, the pundits, out the way, I'm trying to watch the horses. You know? And he's like, okay, I'll just stand, up. I'll just stand on the side. Yeah. <laughs> feeling, feeling like you're just in the way, you know? And, that's, yeah. oh. and, and, that, and that, that just comes, those are the early days of stuff. Sometimes that can be like a bit like, a, or like if you're um, uh, trying to think this, this, it's, there's more definitely <laughs> I just don't think what they are <laughs> um, I just always remember the tab because I just remember like when you're setting especially when you're a young band like, and you're kind of like you're kind of nervous you're kind of confident but you're not really that confident and one person says one thing and it can throw you right off you know yeah. um, and, and, and you got to try it <laughs> I mean or like you'd be playing and, and somebody do make a mistake in the band and you like all stare at each other but you realize like down the line you're like now we play like it, nobody even flinches you just carry on going like because it doesn't really none of that it doesn't matter you know like you you're the only people that are really caring these things um so when it comes to nightmare gigs the, the worst gigs are usually to do with technical issues like mm. if something doesn't work because it's like beyond my control or or i can't you know like i remember for example playing a show in cape town it was like the last song and it was this like you know like you amazing moments and then as i went to hit the distortion go into this huge moment that like there was um <laughs> cable had come out oh. <laughs> and it was <just> like, ah! <laughs> oh man so, so in those cases now now i just sing the part that i was going to play you know i actually <laughs> did that once with a with a guitar solo as well i just totally kind of blanked out on the solo so i just sang it uh, <laughs> and that's why it's, i'd say like you should try it if you're going to write any solo parts or anything that like that you should be able to uh, hum them or, or sing them it helps very good advice <laughs> yeah yeah you're gonna be a lot of the time you're just gonna be uh yeah nimble nimble on your feet you know agile just yeah um and then yeah because i mean like you know we can get away with a lot if, if people are on your side because i, I kind of realized along the way like at first you always feel like the audience was like you know like somehow judging you or but then i, I figured out they're on your side. They're there to watch you. They're actually, you know, they're, they're, they want you to do, they're there. <laughs> they're on yeah. your side. Yeah, exactly. You know, I exactly. Want you, yeah. It's, it's not like, and then there was like, Oh no, this is, that's, that's, that's good. Just remember that they're on your side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're there <laughs> to see you. They're there. They've spent their money to yeah. actually go to you. So exactly. And, and, if, they, and if you're nervous, they get nervous, you know, and if you're, they get, so it's just like, like it's, it works like that. Um, Sometimes it's it's like, but generally, yeah. I mean, those those are a few. And those are kind of like technical issues of my worst, the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of stuck behind a microphone, and I've got a guitar, a few pedals. I've I've narrowed my pedals down because of technical. I just wanted to be simple. Yeah. Um, 
but I can't move out the way. So when people start jumping all over or throwing things, like you just like stuck <laughs> <laughs> <like> there. <laughs> oh man, it's a duck and dive. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, this guy once in Durban, he jumped up on stage, and it, it, I think he was well intended. I mean, best intentions and all that stuff. Uh, mm. Like this kind of punk kid jumped up on stage with a beer, and I was trying to sing a song. He started taking his beer bottle, putting it down my throat, and I'm just like, ah, and I, I can't get. I'm, I was, I was so. No, that was a really bad experience. Actually, that was, I was really that ended up. I was yeah. like, get the oh yeah. That, I was like, so <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> who, what, who does that? Anyway. <laughs> he thought he was, yeah, yeah. He was obviously, and, uh, anyway. And nobody seemed to really, like, didn't seem to bother anybody else. <laughs> that was right. the other thing. I think. Well, was like, does anybody see what's going on here? <laughs> You're just kind of standing there wondering why people aren't reacting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like this guy's like basically like a shoving a bottle down my throat. I got a guitar, I'm trying to sing. Uh, he thinks he's doing a great thing. He's pretty drunk, but it's hey, let's, let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I got over that. I got over that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> a song later, back into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a true professional. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep an eye out for that, but you know, just like watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To see if it comes near. I think he was pretty bleak. He thought he thought I'd, you know, like, you know, somebody who was like, oh, I've been waiting for this gig the whole day and now you've been an idiot asshole to me on stage. Ah! Like, okay, this guy's <laughs> some people you're never gonna be able to. No. <laughs> yeah, work with yeah. Exactly related. Yeah, yeah. And we'll uh We'll move on to this year. It's your 25th anniversary. What's it like being in a band 25 years later compared to when you begin? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> 25 years. It's it's still, I think it's still um, exciting. Um, it's still, still enjoying music. You know, it's still like still finding out new things, which is interesting to, to, to do that journey. Cause like, um, the music, uh, I mean, just as a general thing, it's just so, it's just so much, so, so many things to discover. Um, potentially, hopefully you can handle uh, uh, stage and uh, people like crazy people a bit better. Uh, hopefully playing a bit, hopefully uh, playing a bit better, I would say. <laughs> uh, yeah. So generally uh, still having music, but playing better, really. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's a good motto. And not, not, not too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think it's, I see now, like, it's almost like therapy, hey. I mean, which is, a, I mean, great band name, hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, it was taken a long time ago. Uh, but true. it's, uh, that's really, it's, it's true. It's music is, is, is like that. I often think of it like that. Like, for me, it's, it's really, uh, I mean, sometimes it's, it's the opposite of therapy, but it, it can be very, it can be great like that. And and it's such a a cool combination of like uh, this this technical mathematical side and then this creative side. Uh, so so for after twenty five years, I can say not much wiser, but still enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And at this stage in your career, you know, after accomplishing 
so much. It would seem like, you know, you've reached the top, but at this stage, what do you guys want to accomplish or what do you guys have left that you dream about? Well, I think we've like, as far as in South African terms, yeah, we, we've kind of done a lot in South Africa. We've, we've traveled overseas, but we really haven't gone a lot overseas since for a while. And I think, you know, what we need to do is just to set out is to go over to Europe, I think, again, and, and basically, you know, go there uh, once every year for uh, three weeks and do, do some touring, international touring, because we've basically, you know, we say we've done well in, in South Africa, in South African terms, but there's there's a whole world out there that we need to. So I think for us, we really want to um, set ourselves a goal of, of doing a yearly uh, international tour and and um and that'll also motivate us and keep us going yeah yeah that's possibly the best plan you could have i love that idea you really do need to come over here to europe so we can actually see <laughs> you live definitely definitely uh, i think it'll we, we really want it so hopefully next year <laughs> brilliant brilliant and for the rest of the year then do you have uh do you have anything locked into place any plans there's there's some shows around here yeah there's um halloween stuff and there's a uh, new year's stuff that's coming up now but yeah we, we've got a bunch of shows that are coming up so it's uh all around uh here and so we'll we'll be playing a lot a lot this year um and then and then uh yeah into the new year and and, and we'll figure out which of these of these new songs are, are the ones that are are going to make the cut that are going to like be become permanent permanently um entrenched in the set list <laughs> <laughs> brilliant <laughs> yeah and that's so that's basically playing playing a lot and then potentially writing some some new tracks which is always great <laughs> worry about that next year yeah it won't be uh it... yeah not 10 years until we write another album we'll, we'll try to keep it down to two <laughs> i was just going to say yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um We'll we'll move on to the last set of questions. Everybody gets these, I'm afraid. So uh okay. if there was a band or performer from history you could see in concert for one night only, who would it be? I'd go go with Bob Marley. I I mean I know that the name everybody knows and it's not obscure. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. But, <laughs> I know, I know, but I I mean, I, yeah, Bob Marley, uh, Kaya is my I love that album one of my top 10 albums so yeah i'd love to see that that would be uh that would be pretty great it's actually yeah. surprisingly enough not an answer i've had before i don't think he has and you know he's one <laughs> of them legendary performers you'd assume he'd pop up very often but i think that's the first time i've heard bob marley mentioned oh well hey there we are <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and if you could spend 24 hours locked inside a room with any performer or artist from history, who would it be? <laughs> 24 hours would be. Well, I mean, I can't go with Bob Marley again. There's probably a rule that says you can't use the same name. <laughs> but in that case, <laughs> and I mean, I'd love to, I mean, I'd love to say John Lennon, but I just got a feeling that he'd be really miserable. I don't know. It's really brilliant, but I think he'd be, he'd be intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so in that in that case, uh, I think I'll, I would have to go 
with come on jay come on jay think think of that no i've got i've gone a little bit blank now i'm looking around me for like inspiration <laughs> of uh of of somebody of somebody somebody that used to uh I, i'd like to hang out with uh like tim armstrong from rancid for for, for right right for a day i think he'd be really interesting i think he's uh uh yeah songwriter he's a songwriter so yeah, yeah, that uh, that'd be pretty, pretty interesting. You'd get some yeah. great insights. Yeah, yeah, and he's worked with like, so you know, he does everything, and, and uh, I think would definitely be educational. <laughs> That's for sure. That's many for ways. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the final one then, if there was a song that could appear on the soundtrack to your life, what would it be? <laughs> Uh, that's a, a soundtrack to my life. Um, should I stay? No, no, that's too old. something by the Clash. I think it would be Guns of Bricks and it'll be good. Uh, I like that tune. Another one I haven't heard before. <laughs> Love the bass line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I'm, glad I could, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I managed to give you a few, few nuances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, uh, you've been very original. <laughs> well jay it's been an absolute pleasure i don't think i've laughed that much on the podcast in a very long time <laughs> cool uh, thanks brian thanks a lot it's awesome to chat and uh appreciate it man no problem no problem and uh all the best for the rest of the year and hopefully i'll see you over in europe at some stage next year yeah, that'll be that'll be that'll be great. And, and as I say, that's that's the plan. So hopefully. Dirty, dirty work for this illusion that we live And the facts keep getting in the way
Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas, the Spirit of Super Cool Radio, and if you're looking for a great podcast that features the best independent and up-and-coming bands and artists, then check out my podcast, Super Cool Radio. Each week, I deliver fun interviews, and every Friday, I spin some killer music. You might not know some of these bands that I feature, but I guarantee you will love them. Check out Super Cool Radio on YouTube, Rumble, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or the streaming platform of your choice. Tune in and rock out! Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I for one surely did. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Your 5 star review will be read out on the show. And don't forget, you can now rate us on Spotify. You can find and follow us on all social media at Concerts That Made Us Podcast. And don't forget to check out the website at www.concertsthatmadeus.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash concerts that made us. So until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.